RNMD is a show about hospital relationships from the perspective of doctors and nurses. You're very smart, and we know that you would never come to a podcast for medical advice. So obviously, call your non-podcasting doctor and nurse team if you need any medical care. Oh, and we should also mention that we don't represent any hospital at all, ever. Okay, start the thing. and welcome to another episode of RNMD, a show about doctors and nurses working together in this mad world of medicine. I'm sure that you guys have seen that me and a group of founders in our new organization, Impact, have made a call to action for a march of healthcare workers in Washington, D.C., It's going to be November 7th at 2 p.m. We will meet um, near the Capitol building at Union Square. If you can come out and support us, join us. If you can't, there will be an online event. Um, This episode, I just wanted to highlight the ladies of impact and all of the work that we are doing and plan to do in the future. Okay, without further ado, here we go. Hi, ladies. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? Good. I'm so happy to see you guys. Yay. Um, so I guess we could just kick this off right away, right? Who are we? What are we doing? Um, if you if you want to introduce yourselves, go go for it. Okay, uh, I'll start. Um, I'm Laura. I am an emergency physician in the DC Baltimore area. Um I don't know. What am I? Am I one of the I'm one of the co-founders, I guess? Yeah, we're all co-founders of Impact, I guess. Violet, go ahead. I hate introducing myself. Is that like a thing you can say? Like, I hate it. Um, I'm Violet Williams. I'm a local Frederick County, Maryland politician, and I'm one of the co-founders of Impact in Healthcare. Um, hi, I'm Sarah. I am a registered nurse. I've been a nurse for over 10 years, uh, mostly working in the ICU and cardiology. I've done uh, a few formal and informal leadership roles. And um, I also have a master's degree in um, leadership education and health policy. And I'm one of the co-founder of um, Impact in Healthcare. Yay. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I think we need to go back to the beginning and just say like, how did we get here? How did this start? So we all stalk Abby on Instagram, <laughs> and that's all I True. have to say. True. <laughs> We've all been talking about burning this shit down for a little while, basically. And yeah. I guess, I mean, there were a few catalysts to this, but I guess COVID was the first one. Um, and I just kind of put out a little call to action, like, does anybody want to do anything about it? And you guys responded and you were really enthusiastic. And I was like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm serious about stalking you on Instagram, but I think going back like a year or so, 
I think we, at least I initially engaged with you on Instagram based on like your conversations about residents and nurses and communication there. And then I feel like everyone sort of radicalized just little by little throughout COVID, which I think is, yeah. you know, the appropriate response to COVID probably. Totally. Um, so um, Sarah mentioned that she has a master's in health policy. I'm also getting a master's in, what is my master's? Policy management um, right now. So I think I reached out to Abby like a week before the topic of, a, of the March came up and said, hey, like I'm doing sort of similar things. Let me know if I can help with anything. And then a week later, we were organizing a March. And then 15 minutes after that, I think we we're organizing an organization. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Laura said that we, we all decided to have a Zoom call and we were like, a March is great, but then what? You know, a march isn't enough. It's not going to be enough to change. And Laura was like, well, I know we just met each other 15 minutes ago, but I think we just started an organization. <laughs> and now um, we're obsessed with each other. It's fine. And now we talk all day, every day, and it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I I was really happy. I am also uh, getting a master's in healthcare policy. Uh, so I don't know how I could have gotten so lucky to have the three of you um, because it was a little random. Like we all sort of were just like a hodgepodge of whoever was volunteering to help that particular day, basically. And we and here we are. <laughs> yeah, it I was, think the conversation went on. Sorry, Laura. God. I think the conversation went on for, for a long time, though, because we've all been in the DMs being like, um, the system is fucked up. How do we change it? Oh, can I say that? Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> How do we change it? And then like, as time goes by, um, because you hear so much about, well, maybe this is too big a problem. We cannot change it. Uh, But you've got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. It is such a huge problem, but you know, you can peek at it small by small. And I think those conversations have been going on for the last 18 months. And finally it was just like the call to action of being like, well, we can, but we can burn this down, but how do we do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we just had to start somewhere. It was way know. smarter than what I was going to say. I was going to say, uh, this is proof that Instagram is not evil. Um, <laughs> cause I feel like this really was like the, just like dumb, dumb luck of social media bringing probably the perfect group together. So I, the shout out Definitely. to Instagram. Yeah. Thanks Zuckerberg. Way to go. <laughs> you did one thing, right? <laughs> one thing. I don't even I don't even know how I started following Abby, but I started following Abby like a year ago and she put out the, the March and I've organized marches in Maryland and DC specifically before. So I was like, Oh, I can, I can help. Like this is, I know how to do this. And then we hopped on the zoom call and it was like, actually, um, I think we should start a nonprofit. Like, what do you guys think about that? And I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. Game. I was just like, it was such a funny, like, no one wants to say it kind of moment too. I feel like we're all on the same page. I'm like, "Mm, are we going to do this? Yeah, totally. I didn't want to say it. I was like thinking (laughs) it. I was like, I mean, to really do this, we have to like actually do it. And like, like you guys said, I mean, it's a huge undertaking. Where do you start? Do you want to be the person that assumes that they can fix this massive problem? You know, I mean, I don't know everything. Like it's a really scary undertaking, but yeah, I mean, we have to do something about this. So uh, let's define what impact is a little bit. Like, what are what are we here for? What are we doing? 
basically we are trying to unite healthcare workers of every discipline, um, particularly workers that have been traditionally underrepresented. Um, I think there have been a lot of conversations about the doctors advocating and legislating in healthcare, but there haven't been as many conversations about, and like the ANA, I think has a pretty, pretty big lobbying presence, but haven't been as many conversations about all of the other disciplines of healthcare workers. And I think we've seen a lot of division of healthcare workers into sort of every man for themselves or every discipline for themselves. Um, so we're trying to sort of unite healthcare workers with the, the recognition that really, unless the system's working for all of us, we're, we're a team. Like, unless it's working for all of us, it's not going to work for any of us. Um, and really trying to address some of the things that make our actual day-to-day -day jobs challenging with administrative burdens, with understaffing, with just like not having enough benefits like childcare or sick leave or mental health care to actually do our jobs well and the ways that that ties into patient outcomes and patient care, um, sort of with the premise that if we aren't able to physically do our jobs or to physically staff hospitals, that patients aren't going to get good care either. Um, and then also looking at sort of the tie-in of patients not having access to care, patients having bad outcomes because of things like cost, because of things like insurance or denial of care or systemic racism or just things that we can't fix and the ways that those create moral injuries um, for healthcare workers and make our jobs and our mental health that much worse. Um, so lofty goals, trying to fix both <laughs> everything that's broken for workers and for patients. Um, but really the goal is to advocate for all of these parties as an interrelated, uh, interrelated group that relies on each other for any of it to be fixed. That was exactly. not short, sorry. It's okay. No, but that's exactly right. I mean, we all need each other. We all are, none of us are benefiting the patient, none of the workers. And there's just this top 1% of, you know, insurance companies and hospital CEOs in these huge conglomerates and uh, the drug companies. These people are profiting off of our work while healthcare workers are being exploited and patients are going bankrupt. I think you put it very well. Um, I think the only thing I would add is that we, the underlying assumption to what we're doing is that we recognize we don't have all the answers. Um, just like we're coming together to kind of bring whatever we can contribute to the table, we are going to rely on people joining uh, from, and it's not, so we are going to need people from all sorts um, of backgrounds in healthcare to come to the table and A, tell us um, how we need to advocate for them better, uh, but also B, if you are able to help uh, contribute those skills or um, time and uh, whatnot to get to the goal that uh, we all want to get to. But apart from healthcare workers, um, we are also going to need help from patients and from other professionals. Because I think um, the big disadvantage in healthcare is that there are a lot of things that we do not know a lot about, but that affect us, affect our jobs and affect our patients. Uh, so whether you're in finance, whether you're um, in politics, whether you're a lawyer, uh, all sorts of professions, really. If you think you can help with these problems, uh, if you have been impacted by healthcare, either as a patient or as a family member, uh, yeah, come come join us. I, I love how you put impact. If you've been impacted at the end of that, that was very good. <laughs> You're a genius. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I think, I think uh, Sarah brings up a really good point there of like, you know, I mentioned a little bit that the disciplines within healthcare have sort of been played off of each other a lot. And I think something that I have in mind that I don't think is addressed a whole lot is also just this culture of patients thinking that, you know, doctors are just spoiled rich kids, which like absolutely can be true. I'm not going to deny that, but like, or that the healthcare industry is out to get them. And I think, Mm -hmm. I don't think healthcare workers individually go into healthcare because they're trying to get rich or because they, you know, want to be a dick to their patients. I think really flipping, not flipping, but like bringing the focus of the conversation around to like, Hey, like patients, we know that the healthcare system is being really bad to you. And we're hurt by that as well. And Mm -hmm. like, we really need the patient involvement because it's bad for us. It's bad for the patients. And I don't know. I, I don't like the fact that patients seem to not always think that healthcare workers are in it for the patients. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think what we're seeing this kind of backlash with COVID and the vaccine, I mean, we're seeing that, right? I mean, people who maybe have been uh, in the medical system and they have probably been exploited, let's be honest. I mean, uh, in just the small time I've been uh, a patient, I've had huge financial burdens and I had great insurance. So I can't imagine what families go through, especially if they have children or, um, and yeah. And then we want to, you know, in their minds, I could see how they would think that we're all in this together, you know, because we do get our paycheck comes from the hospital, right? Um, it comes from the healthcare and comes from, you know, what they perceive the billing to be on their case. I think what we need to start showing the patients is, look at how much you're being charged for, you know, for example, I mean, my surgery was $160,000. I know for a fact that my doctor didn't see even close, even a fraction of that amount. I know exactly how much that person got. And it was like 0.01% of that amount. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it's important to start saying like, look, we are not in with these people. (laughs) You know, we don't, we don't support you going bankrupt and having to sell your house because you had to have, you know, you had appendicitis or something. Right. Yeah. Abby and I were talking about this earlier, actually. It was like my mom was just in the hospital and her emergency physician bill was $1,500. And like, I'm an emergency physician. That doctor saw max $200. Like, where's that money going? Like, you know, it's, it's not, this doctor is like, you know, wringing every cent out of you. It's like, who's benefiting from that? It's not the doctors. It's not the nurses. Like, right. Right. I think that's the issue. Yeah. And I think that's one of the more frustrating parts on like, on the outside is that it's easy to see why people don't trust doctors and don't trust nurses when you're getting a bill for a $400 bandaid that you could have picked up 50 at the dollar store for the same quality. Right. And so it's really easy to see where this mistrust is coming from, but it's a really big issue that we need to start breaking down and addressing. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we're, we're marching uh, and, one thing too, I want to point out, we're saying healthcare workers, and I feel like at some point we need to come up with a better word because it's not just, like you said, it's not just healthcare workers and, and we definitely need the patients there, but it's not just the patients too. I mean, anybody who's impacted by the healthcare system. So, I mean, EVS, for example, at my hospital during COVID, we're talking about um, a team that is getting paid, you know, maybe just above minimum wage in New York, um, which is a very expensive place to live. Some of them um, are over 50. 
on their team. And they, we would be intubating patients, COVID positive patients. This was at the beginning when we didn't have a lot of PPE. And uh, this team would come in and do a terminal clean right after we would intubate when there's certainly airborne, you know, it's everywhere. There's COVID sprayed all over that room. Um, you know, I want everybody who's affected by this, everybody who's being exploited, that's not just doctors and nurses. I mean, respiratory therapists were very underrepresented in this last year or so. Um, and the CNAs, I think they feel like they weren't part of the conversation when they were in the room. Sometimes my, my CNAs, PCAs were in the room more than I was with these COVID patients. So mm -hmm. we really want to make sure that everybody feels represented and we're going to have on the website soon a way that if you don't feel represented and you want to be in a leadership role, you can do that and you can engage and advocate for your profession. That's really important to us. Yeah, absolutely. What else? So we talked about the organization. Have we officially talked about the march on here? No, let's talk about it. Let's do it. Where are we going to start? We're starting at Union Square in Washington, D.C. on November 7th at 2 p.m. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're saying Union Square, basically right in front of the Capitol reflecting pool. So it's like the corner of, I think, 3rd and Jefferson. There's like a big square on the, wash on the mall. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll be strolling down the mall past all the Smithsonian's. It'll be beautiful. Um, and then we'll go past the Washington Monument. There's some gardens off there. Should also be pretty nice. And we'll end up at the Lincoln Memorial. Um, I think we're going to have probably some speakers at the end, uh, which we're still figuring out the details of. We've got some topics in mind. We'll have um, ideally uh, some sign making ahead of time so people can meet up and meet their their fellow revolutionaries i guess um and then i think violet's gonna lead us in some rage mitigation yoga so we don't do anything stupid and like we want to metaphorically burn it down not literally yeah burn yeah it down. yes yeah I, that's very important yeah 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 this is our uh, our rage mitigation march basically we're gonna yeah. do yoga and then yell a little bit and then fix it like adults. Yeah. And then sit down with our computers and yeah. write out some strongly worded letters. Right. Yeah. Emails and <laughs> politicians. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so on Saturday night, Nurse Tori, she does the selfie podcast. She has been so generous to us. She has volunteered to donate um, the time for her graphic designer to make our flyer, which is hopefully out by the time um, you hear this. Um, she will be there Saturday night. She's going to be hosting um, a sign making meet and greet. So if you're traveling alone, you can come and, and meet everybody. Um, I will be there. And, um, and then Saturday, we will be getting ready. Um, and we will also be doing an online event for everyone who has to work. Um, with that, we definitely are going to try to stream as much the March and the speakers. Um, and then we're planning some like Instagram, like if you can't be there, want some solidarity sort of, if you're at work, show, show us your standing with this kind of things. Um, but if you guys have any other ideas about things that you would like to see from a virtual event, uh, drop them on our Instagram or email one of our, our many email addresses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think yeah. probably March at impactinhealthcare.org would be the best one if you have um, ideas about you, what you'd like to see. Okay. 
And our website is impactinhealthcare.org. Um, and we will be updating that accordingly. This is moving very fast. So everything is a little bit of a work in progress right now. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry if we're releasing things a little bit out of order, but uh, all of us work. So yeah, we're doing yeah. what we can. You can always go to the, uh, to the uh, ID yeah. DMs and send us messages if you can't remember these yes, emails. Definitely. We always yes, find them. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Impact, uh, impact in healthcare on, on IG. We're going to have merch on the website. Um, if you have to work that day, what, what should we tell them to do that? The hashtag? Um, um, so I think we're going to have the impact in healthcare hashtag for pretty much anything, not just the March, but anything related to us and sort of direct action and advocacy. Um, do we have a dedicated hashtag for the March? So I think we decided on impact healthcare as our hashtag. So I guess if you're at work um, and you you can't participate and you want to participate virtually, um, take a picture of yourself at work. You know, always patient compliant, obviously, and hashtag impact health. Um, and if you want to draw a little fire emoji or something as a wink to to us, I, that would make me smile too. <laughs> Yeah, I think that'll be good. I think we'll have hopefully stickers, badges, like a little bit of merch by then. So if you want to wear your your pin that um, represents you know solidarity with yeah with us, that'd be great. Tag us. Yeah. Um, Violet has contacted the DOH. We're going to have COVID testing there. Um, we're going to have a way that you can either get your temp checked or you can check in with an app with a symptoms checker. Hopefully that's what we're going to have. Um, so that, um, you know, everyone can check in and say that they're feeling okay before they participate. And we highly, highly encourage only vaccinated healthcare workers to attend. We need to, you know, do what we say, uh, or say what we do or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, evidence-based medicine. <laughs> Evidence-based medicine. So um, I, I really, I really hope that everybody comes is vaccinated, and we're going to have stickers there, hopefully too, to say you know when you check in that you're vaccinated, and you can clearly put that on your scrub top. We're encouraging people to wear scrubs if they can, and please cover the brand of scrubs because um, this is a protest against profit taking, right? We don't want this to turn into a photo op for figs or something. Or something. <laughs> Maybe we should bleep that out <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, specifically calling figs out. <laughs> um, and with that, we are going to absolutely 100% require masks. Um, not, yes. not negotiating that. If you don't want to wear a mask, yeah. please, please don't come. Yes. Um, with, uh, so Abby mentioned scrubs, the part of the reason for the masks, in addition to, you know, Delta and public health and stuff like that. Um, also just looking at this as a PR issue. Um, if we want people in the community to stop spreading COVID and we're going to represent ourselves as a group of healthcare workers, we need to make sure the optics are good. So sorry if you don't like the mask idea, but it's not optional. Yeah, we, we have to do it and we should be doing it anyway. That's just, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. We're going to do water. We're going to do a water donation and there will be, um, ways to do that and participate, uh, on social media that will be more to follow. Um, so we'll have some water there for you so you don't pass out. And, um, also I'm going to be trying to find some bands. If anybody is in that area, I, like I would love like every 
half a mile or something that's for bring a, a marching band of, you know, middle schoolers out or something. I would love that. Like if anybody knows anybody contact us. Um, with that, the March is two miles roughly. It's like 1.97 or something from start to finish. Um, so like I said, we're starting at third and Jefferson, which is pretty close to a Metro stop. Um, and pretty close to a couple of bus stops as well. We'll be walking about two miles down to the Lincoln Memorial, uh, which does not have a ton of public transit near it. So just, you know, plan your, your exercise capabilities ahead of time. Um, mm-hmm. it is handicaps accessible. Everything does have like sidewalks and cutouts and everything crosswalks. Um, so everyone is welcome to participate as much or as little as they want to, but just so you're aware. Also, don't yeah. donate blood until after the march. I'm not taking care of you pass out. Yeah, we're off duty. <laughs> yeah. Um, and with that too, I want to, that's a good point to mention that everything is accessible. Um, if you can't do the two miles, meet us at the Lincoln Memorial. We'll be there. Um, and I might not be walking totally by then. I'm, you know, I'm kind of hobbling around my house, but I'm not able definitely, certainly not to walk two miles and um, maybe I won't at that time either. So I might be there with you. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So you won't be there alone. Don't worry. <laughs> so for everyone who has been emailing, messaging, uh, posting, commenting about how to get involved with the March and the organization, thank you. We're super excited that people are actually interested in this. Um, we text each other about it a lot because we're all big nerds. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a couple of ways to get involved and we're sort of splitting them up into two different um, answers. So if you want to get involved with the March specifically, um, we'll have several volunteer roles that we'll need filling at the March, um, you know, doing either the temp screenings or the sort of health app screenings. And then we'll have wristbands to make sure everyone's sort of COVID compliant and wearing a mask. Um, we'll have people manning the water stops and also just helping us sort of set up all of that stuff. Um, we might need marshals, I think was something Violet mentioned. Yes. If more than a thousand people attend, we will need to designate marshals and that's a volunteer role that we will also fill. And then honestly, I personally think we're probably going to need just like, not, I don't want to call you guys gophers because obviously you're more than that, but just like some people to sort of hang out with us. Um, there'll only be three of us there. Um, and depending on how big this gets, there could be a lot of just sort of day of needs springing up. So if you want to just hang out with us and um, put out fires, yeah, put out fires, keep us from losing our minds. That would be much appreciated. Um, So if you, if you do want to um, get involved with that, we should have a post on Instagram with all of our email addresses pretty soon um, or message us on Instagram or send us an email and we'll keep. What's the email that if they want to get involved with the March directly? Um, okay. Yes. Volunteer to help with the March, please email March at impactinhealthcare.org with the title March volunteer. If you want to help with the organization in some sort of leadership role or, you know, want to hear more about what those leadership roles might be and what the responsibilities are, you can email. I want to help at impactinhealthcare.org with the title leadership. Um, if you're interested in a leadership role, we're asking that you send us something about you that explains what you're good at and what, what capacity you want to be involved in. And we'll send you details back. Um, as we sit here, I'm getting messages on my personal Instagram, the nocturnal nurse that are saying, uh, booked 
for booked an Airbnb in DC. Let's represent all 50 states. I, 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 that's my second one today that I got. People are booking like crazy. We've got people coming from North Dakota, Minnesota, California, Michigan. We've got a, a group of medical students that are driving from Detroit. Um, I, I'm, I'm so excited. Like I'm getting so excited that people are coming down. Cause I thought for a second, it might just be the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our, uh, one of our first Zoom calls is like, okay, so if we only have 10 people, how do we photograph it to make it look yeah. better? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. I go back and forth of like, okay, maybe only 20 people are going to show up. And then, and then like you said, like, but what if a thousand people show up? Like, I don't know. <laughs> We're either gonna have one case of water or like seven hundred cases of water. We're not gonna we're not gonna adequately predict. We're not sure. Yeah, it's we're just gonna see what happens. Yeah, it's chaotic and we love it. <laughs> I would love a million. I feel like I will. If it was a million, I'm going to be. Ex- I'm going to be extremely overwhelmed if we have a million people. Like I, that might be it for me. I might be done. Yeah. I told you guys, like I've, I've tried to find like crying corners for the March, like the whole thing. If a million people showed up, I would just cry the whole two miles. Like, I'm pretty sure I would just run away. I'd be like, I would like have a panic attack and just run home. <laughs> yeah. I'd be Which like, you fine. guys got like, this. I think like, don't let that disincentivize you guys, but I'm just going to leave. I think a thousand is like the top level that my brain mm-hmm. could like comprehend. Like if we get a thousand people, that would be like my like dream. Yeah. yeah. I can conceptualize what a thousand people looks like. And beyond yeah. that, I'm like, no, those numbers don't make sense anymore. We just have to uh, remind everyone that this is a work in progress. We literally just formed this organization like a week and a half ago. <laughs> uh, we're figuring things out as we go. And we're trying to we plead people to be more patient with us. Yes. Our yeah. Instagram has existed for four days. Cut me some slack. And I worked for one of yeah. those. Yeah, we're trying. We really are. We're working on this. Oh, you know what? One thing, though, we do need to mention, I would love for somebody to talk for a second about how, because we've, we've hinted at this isn't just a march, right? Um, so what are our next steps? Because I think you, the, the four of us talk about this stuff a lot, but we're not really sharing that information. So we're going to have a march, obviously. That's for awareness. And that's to show the solidarity of that a lot of people feel this way. But we have to have direct action after that, right? So what is our, gonna, what is our direct action going to be? Okay. Um, we're sort of looking at the march as like a kicking off, like our big sort of inaugural event for the organization, right? But the, the organization isn't just the march. It isn't just like this demonstration of we're pissed. Like it's a little bit that, but it's not just that. So um, we're sort of shaping ourselves as an advocacy organization, which sort of has a couple, a couple of different facets. It is getting the input of every group, but it's also using that input and those stories and that you know, the needs that are expressed to us to try to make policy change. So the mar- our March on Washington, Walk on Washington is sort of our first thing that is getting us into the public eye, but then we also, and expressing sort of our, our issues and our um, agenda, I guess, to any politicians that are paying attention, to any media that's paying attention. But then long-term, the, the organization is we're working on shaping ourselves to be a group that does participate in direct action and gets is sort of facilitates a way for healthcare workers to get involved in direct action. So mm-hmm. long term, we're planning 
recurring scheduled accessible direct action events for healthcare workers. So I think like Violet's mentioned some postcard writing and letter writing, which I think is a great idea. Can you talk about that, Violet? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the best ways to get in direct contact for the typical American is to write letters or send postcards to their elected officials. Um, just to express that either you're upset that something hasn't been done or that you're glad that something is being done. And that can go a long way as in influencing future votes um, for things that matter to you. So, so I think what we'll be trying to do as an organization is um, partly taking feedback of, you know, are there issues coming up in the community and across the country that we're not personally aware of? Like, we want this to be sort of driven by y'all, like by everyone else and the issues that y'all are seeing. Um, So if we're Mm -hmm. not addressing something that's arising just because we don't know about it or don't sort of recognize the importance of it, we do want you to bring those things to our attention, which will be sort of reflected within the organization of the organization. Um, But the structure, structure, Yeah. yeah. Um, but the other thing that we'll have sort of built into our, at least the way I'm envisioning it built into the the group itself is having just like the education of this. Like, so I sort of am envisioning a monthly topic. So if we're this month, we're talking about staffing, then we can have y'all's stories about, you know, how is staffing affected you, um, we can look at sort of internationally, what are the standards for staffing? What are the outcomes of these standards from staffing? What, mm-hmm. What's going on politically with this, you know, is there any sort of legislation happening about this? And then sort of as we, because I think a lot of this is going to be us learning as we go. Like there are, you know, there are issues that we just don't know about. Um, so as we teach ourselves, we'll share anything we learn and then we'll try to come up with a direct action for ourselves to participate in as a group and, and as, uh, and as it, ugh, I can't talk as individuals and then also have sort of a streamlined way for y'all, like the people on the ground that are affected by it to also participate. So we can really magnify our voices with a sort of like lowest common denominator, easy, approachable way to, to all have the same message. Yeah. Yeah. And I love your example of staffing. I mean, first of all, just because it's so timely um, and it's such a big problem and it doesn't just affect one group, right? It's not just nurses, which is what I immediately think of. And that's why this team is so valuable because we are going to hopefully in the future have point people, um, like say a uh, chairperson of RTs. And then we're going to, that RT is going to crowdsource and talk to and have meetings with other RTs and discuss like how is staffing how is it going where you are and then we are going to meet with those appointed people monthly and we're going to discuss and then we will disseminate the information well we're going to have a letter writing campaign or we're going to show up at this place or whatever we we think is going to work the best and and be you know workable for everybody's schedule too right because we all have to work it's difficult advocacy is difficult because we all have to work and we're all overworked so we're, we're trying to streamline that how can we get together as a group and tackle these issues and have the most amount of impact and everybody still gets to go home and have dinner and chill, which they deserve. Definitely. Um, I totally agree with that. And so for me, the advocacy piece is like a huge rejuvenator for me. I totally recognize that it's not for everybody, but that is sort of my soapbox of that. If you are super burnt out at work, I would at least 
invite you to try out just a little bit, you know, 15 minutes a week of like advocacy stuff. The reason I sort of chose the career that I, I've chosen is because I was getting burnt out of, you know, early in my career and I was already just so frustrated with the things that were keeping my patients from getting care. Um, and I knew if I didn't try to do anything about it, I would burn out and retire in 15 years and I didn't want to do that. So obviously, you know, do what you got to do, take care of yourself. You don't want to work at the end of like outside of work. That's totally fine. We totally get that. But if you think advocacy could be an avenue to sort of feel like you're doing something and sort of mitigate some of that burnout, it worked for me. I think it works for all of us. So yeah, yeah. think about it. Yeah. It worked for me too. Yeah. And like you're saying, 15 minutes, if once we have these point people, you know, we're thinking more long-term goals. Once we have these point people, you just have 15 minutes. You can even write an email. You have a contact email to your, your point person in your department, say you're a resident and you don't like the way, you know, residency is structured and you're frustrated. You just write a little email, you know, and then that person is going to convey and we're going to try to figure out different campaigns to advocate for, for you and what's important to your specific group. And if you totally love it and want to get more involved, let us know. And we'll figure out a way to get you a little bit more involved. We're all such advocacy nerds. Yeah. <laughs> so excited. But I guys. think, ah. I think what you're saying is right because we all get frustrated at the bedside. And for me being in and out of, I, I feel like being at the bedside is what gives me um, the passion to keep fighting, to keep advocating. Um, and there are so many different levels of being involved. So whether it's 15 minutes or taking a whole day or starting an organization with people you just met, uh, you know, <laughs> such a variety. And I guess uh, the last thing I'm going to say is uh, I think it's important too to just to point out that um, impact is the four of us, right? It's, we are all co-founders. We are all equally in charge of this. We're all equally as important. Um, and, uh, you know, I post some pretty crazy stuff sometimes on my personal Instagram. Uh, impact will be in, intentional of what it supports, what it doesn't support. Um, and they are not affiliated in any way. So, you know, I might, I might post some some crazy, you know, ideas once in a while. That's my, that's my personal thing. And that's what I do. Um, impact itself is, is separate from my personal views because it's more than just me involved here. Uh, thank you guys so much for being on the show and also for being my fearless warriors in combat against a for-profit system. Um, I seriously love you guys a lot. And I think this is a first step that we really need. And I'm so happy to be doing this with the three of you. Yeah. Thank you for having us and for accepting best friends from the internet after 15 minutes. Yeah. Thanks thank for, for providing out. a platform. Exactly. Yay. I was going to say thanks for putting out a call for action. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much. Bye. 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 Why, are we, why are we waving? Because <laughs> I'm awkward. I don't know. <laughs>